0: You're listening to Never Sleeps Network.
1: Hey, it's Bilal Bikani. Welcome back to The Express. WWE could use a little TLC. I thought WWE TLC was predictable, but pretty good. Daniel?
0: Pretty good and pretty dumb.
2: Alex? I actually really liked it. It was one of my favorite cards in a long time. Good. Yeah, we
1: we got to get Alex watching more pay-per-views or at least not sleeping through them, but let's start to break it down. Starting with that bonkers Firefly Inferno match, which, uh, you know, Daniel and I were debating, is this going to be a cinematic match? No, it was basically uh, somehow a more crazy Inferno match and uh, TLDR, like just the, the way that Bray Wyatt got lit up at the end of this. Uh, I'll go to Alex first. Like, what the, is he alive? So, like,
2: wrestling doesn't do blood anymore. Cool. No more blood. But now we can do fire. We could probably drown someone. The elements (laughs) are WWE's best friends (sighs) here.
1: Yeah. And, and Daniel, I know USA Network, after the low Raw rating this past week, they've said to go dark. They went pretty damn dark with this main event. Like, they basically murdered Bray Wyatt or The
0: Fiend. Pretty much. Uh, So, it was – but it was – somewhat of a cinematic match because this was hmm. clearly pre-taped uh so they could work around certain things certain stunts that they did yeah. and, and to keep that safe uh so but they they made it look uh they made it look like it was done at, at the regular time and uh not, not so that, that's something that they could have done only if in this setting so it, they made the most out of that setting for this match it's,
1: it's funny because I don't really feel like this was the main event. I feel like the two world title matches we're going to talk about on the men's side were bigger matches. But I guess technically, if this was really live, which I agree with you, I don't think it was, then you can understand thematically why, you know, you have to set all this stuff up. So you have to put it at the end. So right. like, there's a logic to it, but I, I, I don't think this was my favorite match of the card necessarily. I think I liked the two title matches better. Did you feel that way, Alex?
2: I liked all the surprises, and I liked that even though Drew McIntyre kept the belt, mm-hmm. that Miz got involved, yep. and even though we kind of knew Roman Reigns was going to win, mm-hmm. Jay Uso was like kind of also we already knew he was going to be involved too, yeah. and even Michael Cohen or uh, Corey was he Graves. Even saying like, what's that? Michael, Michael Cole. Cole. Yeah. Or was uh, whoever. I, does just the- always,
1: I always just shout them both out. Michael Cole and Corey Graves. Cause you can barely like they're joined at the hip at this point.
2: Oh, it's Corey Graves does some act down. Is that the difference? Yeah. He is the color. Co- like co- Cole is the play by play. play
1: Corey's the color guy, but like they're shouting over each other the whole just time, right?
2: The fact that he was highlighting Kevin Owens f- flurries furies Mm. flurries I I mean it was just flurries it it was impressive to all the connections Kevin Owens was like it was like a it was like an action movie like Mm. it was great I thought that match was awesome Daniel this is like a multiple choice match
1: now you can talk about any of the three main events now because Alex just summed them up quite nicely
0: so which were so? Were we talking about the Owens and uh, and Reigns? Well, we'll just
1: talk about all three, since like, uh, the, the, the 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 genie's out of the bottle now. And all right, you know, so yeah. What's, what will your takeaway on those two matches? because they're they're fairly similar, I, I think we can just throw them all in here.
0: They're yes, they were very. There was a lot of plunder. It was a bit too much. Both TLC uh, matches. Ma- They're they're very entertaining. They actually had me for like a second thinking that Owens might win. They actually made me think that for a second. Uh, They had me and then, you know, but of course, the right person won. So, and then in the McIntyre-AJ match, Mm. Look again, especially especially with the AJ match. Mm-hmm. Like the longer that match went, the dumber those two. That's when I when I started this saying it was yeah. too uh, it was good, but it was too dumb. And so the the longer that you know uh, McIntyre was out cold, and mm-hmm. then AJ wants to set up a table and he wants to like, climb the ladder. Just climb the ladder. Mm-hmm. And the the longer that they take to do that, it just the dumber both of them looked.
1: Yeah, I I just go back to Survivor Series when you had Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, both champions. Roman wins. He has no interest beyond that. And how The Miz didn't just cash in directly after that, I I have no idea. Right. This is significantly, like, you've got AJ there. You've got Almas there. uh, You've still got McIntyre there. And then you've also, like, now you're in a TLC match. Like, you don't have to just pin McIntyre. You don't have have to go up the ladder with right. you know three different people who can pull you off the ladder
0: and for that so yeah that. I just, so alex i agree w- when this happened and that he that he that it was an interesting dynamic but that was in my opinion the dumbest cash in ever but it realistically dumb, dumb. yeah
2: yeah i don't i don't care about uh, who's doing what, when, why, you know, <laughs> like that mimic, I don't pay attention enough to like I, I don't I think Ms. was just like underrepresented probably recently and they're like, how do we squeeze this guy in? Mm. You know, and, and we're all kind of tired of, you know, our truth and that kind of shtick over and over again. So they're just trying to spice it up. And now Money in the Bank's available again, and they're going to maybe can do it again, right? Like, isn't that the whole point? They're going to do
0: it regardless.
2: Yeah, I I guess the thing
1: is, so here's the argument I would make, because it's we can argue it's stupid, because no, you don't have to argue it is stupid, but I think when when you have the Money in the Bank briefcase, like, from what I understand, like, that's it. The Miz has used it up. Like, it's gone now. Like, he doesn't get to use it again, because he cashed it into that match. He lost that match, so he doesn't get to cash in again, is my understanding so you have a title no. match, you have the money in the bank, cashed in completely. So yes. to me, this is the main event. And I I, I, I think – and this started the show, mm-hmm. you know, and here we are talking about it here. So – and to your point, you know, Alex made, like, yeah, we don't – nobody really had Kevin Owens winning. Like, the fact that Daniel was even convinced he would win, I'm impressed by.
0: Uh, maybe Just for, was, like, 30 seconds, I thought he might win.
1: Yeah, and look, they sort of accomplished their goal if they convinced mm-hmm. you for even a moment that KO would do it. Um, and it's not that it's not worthy – of a main event, but it didn't have like AJ was a much more logical person to take a title off the champion and you had the specter of the money in the bank. So, you know, I, I would nitpick a bit here. And honestly, this whole card, except for that Orton thing was predictable. So, you know, maybe to even use that Orton surprise earlier in the night would have broken up the flow a bit because I will say I did find myself a little bored with this card. I'm like, okay. That happened the way I thought it would happen. That happened the way I thought it would happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll go through that more as we go through. Um, but I, I enjoyed all of it on some level. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of this was bad, to be honest. Um, I like
0: Alex's casual fan perspective.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And I think he sums it up well. And I think you can be as hardcore as you want. But is, uh, like deep down, it, it, is, it does kind of distill down pretty simply. Um, speaking of which, we had Sasha Banks defending her title against Carmella on SmackDown. Uh, the sommelier was out there, which is always a nice touch. And I have to say, like this was a better match than I thought. And I don't know if it's just that Carmella's character is very one-dimensional if that we haven't had much time to establish her beyond just attacking Sasha Banks and having champagne or whatever or wine or whatever she's having um but like in terms of a worked match and like there's enough motivation there I, like and there was points in the build where I'm like who's the heel who's the face but in terms of an actual match and their and maybe just their ability to alter submissions and roll-ups and they're they're very very compatible as opponents uh and i like i was impressed daniel i quite like i thought man that was a pretty good title match, regardless of any measure like it was good
0: it was it was good i uh, i agree that Carmela is still uh one-dimensional mm-hmm. but i like reginald and i thought there was good use of reginald in that match a few spots that he was in i thought he was, they, they used him very well
1: yeah and i like the physical stuff as well alex i know you're probably not been uh, as addicted to the carmela world uh, and her return as we have but i know you've seen some of it what was your reaction to this because I know, I know you've seen sasha banks forever and here comes
2: carmela who's been away for so long i mean they keep Doing the same thing <laughs> in the women's division, right? Mm-hmm. They keep just recycling people. Yeah, and it's pretty accurate. It's, it's so insane. Like, they're trying to do the same thing over and again, thinking they're going to get a new result. Mm-hmm. I was, like, for the first time really excited for Carmela and mm-hmm. not Sasha Banks. I'm getting tired of Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the whole Snoop Dogg thing was great for what it was, but we're past it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the Snoop thing peaked, especially with Tyson – Fighting and and Sasha she showed Banks. up
1: with AEW as well. I would be remiss to be he on AEW. That. the coming up, yeah, right? So, so like, that might,
2: yeah, knock things down. Yeah, a bit. the hopefully I don't think Sasha's going to be making any transitions to AEW, but now mm-hmm. Snoop's not making any transitions to WWE anytime. Yeah, soon.
0: But Sasha's big on Star Wars now.
1: <laughs> yeah, she is in the Mandalorian, and so the, so this is a very interesting debate because I would disagree to some extent, Alex. I would keep the belt on her, and then I would yep. go to Bianca Belair or Sasha. And I think Dan, yes. would, and this is maybe just the more hardcore fan thinking long-term build. Yes. And then, you know, I, I, but from your point, Alex, like here comes Carmella. She's got a look, she's got a personality. It's sort of different from everything else that the women's division is doing in WWE. Like, you know, you could point to her gimmick and say, well, it's like Emelina Well, they haven't done Emelina in a long time. Uh, maybe it's a little bit like Lana in some ways, but it, they're, they're very different. Lana is sort of the social media influencer and Carmella is just kind of a spoiled brat. Like they're too, di- like they're, sort of in that Vince McMahon blonde category, but they're Mm -hmm. they're distinct characters. And you know, it's not fair to put, I shouldn't even put Carmella and Lana in the same sentence because Carmella's won two Money in the Bank matches, right? She is a proven performer. She's come up through NXT. She wasn't this manager who they tried to transition into a wrestler, although she was initially a manager, but in NXT, she got reps as a wrestler and she's put in a lot of time and effort. And I think she is very much Sasha Banks' contemporary She doesn't have the pedigree of a Snoop Dogg in her family. She hasn't worked the big matches. Uh, She's not one of the four horsewomen of WWE. But she did come up through that class. And she has some natural gifts that I don't like. She has some natural charisma that Sasha Banks doesn't have. Sasha Banks has some natural athleticism uh, and in-ring ability that she doesn't have. So I actually, like, I don't know if they've constructed the narrative that well. But when you put them in the ring and there's enough investment here that, man, I, I really, like, I think it was one of the more interesting matches of the entire show which is saying a lot.
0: She's got Reginald. Yeah. That's good, but that's not going to be enough to take this belt from Sasha right now.
1: Yeah. Maybe down the road. Alex, yeah. do you see it sooner or do you you would agree maybe past Our WrestleMania?
2: Carmella's uh boring. I mean, she's kind of like looks she's kind of all looks and like Yeah. I, uh, I want more out of her. But then I was just like, no, nah, I'd just rather watch Charlotte Flair.
1: Well, and what? that segues us. I'll just go right into the tag team match, Alex, because you set it up perfectly. The WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, it was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against Asuka. And, yes, it turned out to be Charlotte Flair, which, look, uh, outside of a Ronda Rousey or a Io Shirai or something that just probably is completely impossible, I think this is the best outcome. Like, just imagine you had Lana. A week ago, who has no business anywhere near any championships, with all due respect to Lana. Like, not even the tag team titles with, with Asuka. Like, if Lana was to get the titles in this spot, Asuka would have to carry her. You, you, like, they've let Lana get these wins over Baszler and Nia Jax, and they're just completely crazy. But Charlotte Flair in this spot uh, is just great, right? Because Charlotte, I don't think she's ever been a tag team champion. Bailey has, Sasha has, Becky Lynch, I believe. Maybe Becky Lynch hasn't, but it puts her in that Grand Slam category. Um, And now the question, we don't even know really, is Charlotte going to be a face now? Or is she going to say, well, now I'm coming for your belt, Asuka. Uh, Or maybe it morphs into some sort of fatal four-way or some sort of tag team match where if you pin Asuka, if you get the pinfall, you become the champion. Like, do they do a double jeopardy type thing? And the possibilities here, like we were talking before the show, and I assumed Charlotte would not be part of this, I would say, man, you've got to take Bianca or Bailey and have them win the Rumble and go to Raw because there seemed to be a drop-off in, in women's top-end, women's talent, and I'm talking very elite. Uh, but here comes Charlotte, and, you know, maybe this means we get Andrade back as well. So uh, I I couldn't be – and that naya Shayna thing, I really think, Dan, it had sort of fallen apart.
0: Yes. Uh, with Charlotte back, I'm not sure where they're going, but she's likely to uh, go for the title – at at mania if around then uh it won't be you know whether they i don't know how long they're going to stay a team Mm -hmm. but it was definitely good to see her she looked great and um yeah you know it it was i'm very happy that she's back Can someone sorry go go ahead
2: can someone fill me in on on wasn't she in nxt or Hasn't she been? How did, how does she move around from Raw to NXT back to Smackdown? So
1: like- the quick history is last year, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Uh, Charlotte won the Royal Rumble, correct? And Rhea Ripley was NXT champion. And the assumption is, if you win the Royal Rumble, you're going to go after the Raw Women's title or the SmackDown Women's title. But before Charlotte could even um, you know make a move, Rhea Ripley invaded Raw and basically sort of you know said to Charlotte that look. I am the next you. If you don't beat me, like, you know, she basically put it down that you have to beat me to prove that I'm not already you or that I'm not going to take your place. And that worked. And I think it was very much a way for them to put Charlotte on NXT to pump up the ratings against AEW, which I don't think worked. Um, And that's kind of how that went. And then of course we had the injury with Charlotte. So she's been away for a while, but I think throughout this Dan, she's always been a raw superstar throughout this whole period. She's never really been a SmackDown superstar. So it, it is, it all kind of fits. Um, but it's interesting that it's probably like, I don't imagine the Royal Rumble winner again, will make that choice to take on Io okay. Shirai. I, I can't imagine a Bianca Belair. Like I could see a Bailey doing it. I could see there being mileage and Bailey saying, I don't want to face Oscar. I don't want to face Sasha. I'll go to NXT and I'll beat up Io Shirai. Maybe there's something there. Um, but you know, to, to have someone like, and look, a lot of people are sick of Charlotte, but ultimately she's one of the best workers in the company. She's, very good on the mic. I think the only thing that's really hampered her is she's been a little, you know, used a little too much because Vince is a little too favorable towards Charlotte. Um, and they've probably given her a lot of title reigns in a very quick amount of time to put her in that Ric Flair category. Uh, I think they rushed that because, to be perfectly honest, if they wanted her to be a 16-time champion, they could do that in the next couple of months if they really wanted to. They're not far from that. Um, far. So there's a couple issues there. But ultimately, like, I, you know, Asuka's very good, I put Charlotte in that category. I put Sasha in that category. I put Bailey in that category. Becky Lynch, when she comes back. And that's kind of it. Like, Io Shirai is a very good worker, but she's not that good on the mic. Uh, And maybe that's on WWE for not giving her a manager or a real character, but she hasn't been able to do it yet on a significant level like these other women. So she's on the Mount Rushmore of women in WWE today. I think she's right there.
0: Absolutely. Speaking of Ric Flair, I I can't wait till his... Contract is up, so he can sign with AEW. They, 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 you know, you because you know Mm. they're going to use him. It's sad to see him watch. They, they just flash to him backstage watching the match. They don't use him. One of the best talkers in history, and they don't use him.
1: Yeah, and look, it segues perfectly into the other title change, which was MVP leading the Hurt Business. MVP very much in a role. You could fit Ric Flair in with anybody. Yes. Um, leading them to a tag team title win. Exactly. Obviously, the big storyline with Cedric being very over the top. The New Day. They, I think even in the pre-match promo, they kind of alluded to not being the same without Big E, and that's something I think they can explore without the titles. I think there's actually a lot of story there. Great, great teams. Uh, I don't was Bobby Lashley not ringside, Dan? I don't think he was out there actually.
0: No, he he only came out at the end. Oh, okay. There we go.
1: Um, but nevertheless, um, I think this is what you have to do because the Hurt Business, they've been stuck with retribution for forever. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff. And Bobby Lashley's had the U.S. title for a very long time. MVP's even had the U.S. title for too long a time. So it's good to see Cedric uh, and Shelton get this title. Yes, the New Day's won so many tag team titles. It's on the Ric Flair level of ridiculous almost. Um, so why not do this? Uh, honestly, like I'm, just, I'm very happy for this. I, I love the image of Lashley... And these, you know, and, and Cedric yeah. and Shelton coming out with three championships. The Slammies are on Wednesday. MVP might get something. These guys are just going to be draped in gold. Uh, and it's just going to be like nothing. You know, the last thing I can think of like this is the Undisputed Era. So I love this, Dan. I think this is a really good move.
0: And speaking of which, I was just thinking, hopefully mm-hmm. one day it'll lead to the Undisputed Era and the Hurt Business. Oh, that would be something. Yeah. That would be
1: uh, Alex, your initial thoughts, because me and, me and Dan are nerding out here.
2: I'm excited for the Royal Rumble coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm excited that this was their what they're kind of leaving us with 2020. Yeah, this was pretty a pretty good pay per view for a casual viewer just catching it and getting to see some big superstars do some really big. I'm surprised there was no really big injuries. You know, Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, it's a very safely worked card. That's that's a that's a like for a TLC card particularly. Uh, I, certain- but
0: it's it. The verdict's not out. I, I I won't be surprised if if you hear that somebody's gotten hurt from tonight.
2: Yeah, Kevin no, Owens, possible. maybe. I don't know. They. I think they both took some pretty big bumps. Yep.
1: Yeah, and and I wonder if you know not having a Jeff Hardy on this card was maybe a smart move given just his riskiness. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and what he could have done. But but I think you made a good point, Alex, in terms of where we're going with the Royal Rumble. I want to shout out the pre-show match that got thrown in. It was sort of the the team of Otis uh, Gable. Biggie, Daniel Bryan, what a team that is. It's better than arguably most Survivor Series teams. Taking on Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Cesaro. Uh, This was very interesting because it really mostly served to set up Biggie and Sami. And on the other end, we're probably going to get Riddle and Bobby Lashley, hence why it wasn't on this card. Um, And I don't so much mind the Riddle and Lashley thing because I don't see either of those guys as a top end contender. Um, But Dan, I think you and I were a little disappointed that Big E's going to get into this rivalry and he's not going to be part of the Royal Rumble because I think you and I thought Big E was a favorite to win the Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns or maybe even McIntyre.
0: Well, yeah, I hope this IC title is not uh, the ceiling this round. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping that again, he like, like the Ultimate Warrior, he could get that belt and then still go after the main belt. That's what I'm hoping that it's, that's what I hope is in the future for Big E.
2: Well,
1: and, and it'll go to Alex in a second, but maybe Sammy screws him out of it, and then he, you know, enters first in the Rumble and then does a crazy Iron Man Rumble run after losing a the match. There could be a great story there. I don't know if they're that confident on Big E. Um, I, and Alex, do you, do you get that sense? Maybe me and Dan have known this for so long that we're big on Biggie. Do you get the sense that Biggie can be that main event guy watching this match? Alex, do you see that in him?
2: He looked like he fit. That's all I really have to say. I didn't see anybody take any weird bumps or, you know, it was like a clean kind of, I, you know what? It looked like a practice run. It looks like these guys okay. are practicing for the rumble.
1: Yeah, no, and I think that's fair. You look at Daniel Bryan as a guy who people will root for in the Rumble. Uh, and aside from Sammy Dan, I think we're going to see every other person who was in this match in the Royal Rumble. Like, this is seven out of 30 people, or maybe six, if Biggie's not in it. And, and even Sammy, you, you, he probably worms his way in there after defending might, his title. Yeah. You know, if he can get a 30th entry or 27th entry or something slimy like that, uh, that would be a good thing. Um, but, yeah, I guess some final thoughts, Dan, on the card overall. It's tough, not a lot to say. Again, very predictable. Um, a couple of titles changed hands, and we're sort of just, you know, trying to get ourselves to the Royal Rumble.
0: I was entertained. <laughs> Let's see what they do tomorrow. I still think there's going to be – the craziness is, is yet to come, and they're going to um, th- throw things at us tomorrow night.
2: Now, Alex, your thoughts? Bring on the Rumble.
1: I will – I. <laughs> pretty well put i will say i was sort of shocked because we talked about the potential of like a brock lesnar coming back or a ronda rousey I'm, I'm sort of shocked going into a raw that vince didn't do something wacky right and this is very much like what you would expect they, well, they fl-
0: said they killed a guy they set a guy on fire true but awesome. not the first time <laughs> it not was the first great time.
1: <laughs> well and to be fair I, I don't know that we're necessarily going to get much on that on Raw. Like, what were we going to the funeral of Bray Wyatt? Like, I I, I don't get that sense. I'm sure there will be follow up, but how much? Is that?
2: They needed to get rid of Fiend, man. I think that's what part of it is. So now Bray Wyatt can come back, and then you know it's yeah. like, oh, you think
0: that's going to lead to a gimmick change? Yeah, yeah, good idea. What do you
2: mean? How, you can't come
1: back, Fiend's Well, done. No, but, so here's the problem I don't know. because he recently it's, added Alexa Bliss, and Alexa's been off filming a show. So how does this – because she's drawn to The Fiend. She's not necessarily – she's friends with Bray Wyatt, but she's, like, indoctrinated by The Fiend. So, uh, you know, it – yeah, it raises some interesting possibilities, but, you know, I I, I also felt like – this was the one match where I really was shocked by the result because I felt like, you know, Randy Orton is the greatest wrestler ever, in air quotes, as I wear an Edge t-shirt as I say that. But ultimately – the fiend needed this was the fiends match you needed to rehabilitate this character and orton is just kind of the same guy he's been forever he's this third generation top end guy who it doesn't matter like he lost the title for mcintyre i don't think any of us think less of him for it just like when he won the title we're like oh crap randy orton's the top champion but
0: like, maybe alex there. is right this is the rehab they're gonna that they're they've killed that gimmick and now he can do something else
2: I think that's definitely what's happening and I think it's time and I think who better than Randy Orton to sure. to do it? Okay, I the that. torch, you know. Yeah. I think no, you're right. I think in a lot of ways this is how people get put over. I mean like I just like think I just think of mankind when I watch The Fiend, you yeah, know, Mandible sure. Claw and all and The Mask. And if, if 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 Bray Wyatt came out tomorrow night as brother love we'd all understand why
0: but likely is, dude is love
2: they're dude gonna love. wait for I two weeks
0: good. and then the fiends is just gonna come back as normal
2: no no fiends done. fiends done fiends done
1: we're not gonna solve this right now boys for uh, a while. but i will throw one last thing out there because we had a fun dude discussion. love dude love we had a fun discussion during the week that i want to quickly visit and we'll get out of here um, i sent alex and you uh, dan the carry and cross entrance I think that's the greatest entrance in wrestling right now. Um, Really? I I really do. Like, Alex, you got to see tonight's card as well. Do you have one you would put ahead of it?
2: Yeah. Anything Bray Wyatt does is going to be a thousand times. Like, that's the new Undertaker. That's the new bar that's Mm -hmm. been set.
1: See, there is an irony to you saying that on the night he was potentially killed, but it is a very fair argument, Dan.
0: Is it just for WWE or... All no, aggressive. I. You know what?
1: I purposely was thinking of AEW, but I think I, I'm thinking right now because historically we'd be here all night.
0: Oh, for right now, yeah. Um,
1: oh, I, I, you didn't know? He's like a producer on NXT. He probably produced that carrying cross entrance. Maybe Road Dog. There's a decent chance of that.
0: Um, I don't know. did I still? I, I like Cody Rhodes for some reason.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> like. I, so here's my thing with Cody. It's just it's very self-absorbent because the guy is like the executive whatever of AEW, yeah. and he's the only person who gets a fucking good entrance in AEW.
0: Yeah.
1: That that bothers me quite a bit. It would be like It's AAA, something though. Yeah, it's it's good. I have to admit. It. Do you I like know. Kenny Omega's
0: currently? Currently? Kenny's uh, pretty good. I
1: did consider Kenny as one of the best, and I think they've they've done a good job playing with the the curtain, having him attacked during one of them, having the Broom Girls out there almost as a facade, having the quotes like that's what a lot going he? for it.
0: What is the inside joke of North Carolina? I believe he's from there, but I'm probably missing something. Oh, he's from Winnipeg. Oh, no, he's from
1: Winnipeg. Yeah, I don't know. Some, somebody
0: should tweet us that.
1: Um, but I will make the case for Carrion Cross. It's just, it's got the smoke. It's got the color. It's got the lip syncing. It's got Scarlett yep. lip syncing the song. It's got the uh, Capitol Center, which is the only place that has fans and those sort of plexiglass boards chanting, you know, uh, fall in prey and smashing on the glass. It's, I, I really think like, and it's just, it creates such an atmosphere. Like think about how quickly they put the world title of NXT on this guy. And there's no question, this guy is the Vince McMahon guy. Like this guy is going to win the NXT title again. And then in about a year, he's going to be on the main roster. And if he doesn't get injured again, Vince is going to push this guy to the moon. And I don't really like to necessarily encourage Vince for not only his muscle Muscle, you know, muscle man stereotype, also his blonde stereotype with scarlet, and then his Undertaker stereotype with entrances. I hate to encourage Vince to just fall back. You're right. Always love. But I think because he always loved them, and because Triple H and and Road Dog and Shawn Michaels and all the guys who produce NXT know that Vince loves him and loves the things that he represents, I think a lot of care and love was put into that entrance. And it's one of the most intricate entrances uh, in all of wrestling today. Like I really think like it is an entrance that's thought out from the moment he, they come out to the moment they're in the ring to even how Scarlett is moving around him and the camera uh, around it. Like, it's just, I, I really think it's the greatest entrance in wrestling. Um, but you know, I, I think, you know, I, Bray Wyatt's definitely right there. Like it's one a and one B. Uh, and, and I think like Kenny Omega deserves a lot of credit. Cause it's one of the first things I thought about uh, Cody's certainly up there. I just can't get past the, you know, the ego code, but hey, congrats on the kid. We'll give him that. Um, anything else you guys want to throw out? Cause I'm a lot of stuff, Dan, anything?
0: No, I'm also looking forward to the rumble. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a AEW show in the next.
1: Well, I think revolution will be before the rumble. Cause the rumble will, will be
0: it? last Sunday
1: and also be Saturday. So, it's either the Saturday, the day before, or it's the Saturday a week or two before.
0: All right. Well, January will be, we'll, I'm should I'm be busy.
1: fun. Uh, Alex, anything you want to throw in? I know you really enjoyed the show and you also told us to be ready for the Rumble.
2: <laughs> when is the Rumble? When, when, what's the next pay-per-view? What do we, do they do anything for New Year's? Is this it? Are they there dumb, is, is a
1: New Year's NXT. Um, and I, I But
0: it's the regular show.
1: Yeah, it's a Wednesday show. I, I I, have a feeling, Dan, and we'll have to check this. I feel like Revolution is mid-January. I don't think it's late January. And the Are Rumble you sure is it's not February? I'm going to try to look this up really quickly. But the Rumble is typically the last the
0: Sunday. The Rumble is January 31st.
1: Yeah, it's the last Sunday. It always is. But I wonder, real quickly,
0: AEW. Uh, I can't even spell it might AEW. Be, it might be February.
1: Yeah, you know what? It would make sense because they, they sort of go on a big four – type yeah february 29th so never mind what i said thank you dan uh so just a rumble so uh yeah, i guess this is the last podcast you and i uh, all of us will be doing until the end of january boys
2: five days till christmas guys Happy unless you're listening christmas, to this later alex.
1: i don't know if he's got music going or what but alex is very much in the festive mood uh i look terrible so i'm not going to kick video out so my apologies Um, but, uh, I'm sure Alex will put something on his Facebook or Twitter. No,
2: no, this it's all up to you, Bilal. You don't put this up on video just because if you think of how bad you look, you're missing out.
1: I'm not. Anyways, thanks for (laughs) following me at BilalV87. Check out Never Sleeps Network. Uh, and Daniel's a person too. Uh, Thank Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you guys in late, uh, January and, uh, you know, uh, enjoy wrestling till then if you can or just take a vacation from it all
0: thanks guys all right thanks y'all Bye there.
2: never sleeps network this has been a never sleeps network production executive produced by alex ross for more information and content visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.